Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at mygatewayfellowship.com. Well, friends, it is just so good to see you, and I just appreciate so many of you who have just bared with me um, for this journey that I've been on for the last three and a half years, and I can finally say with assurance, it is finished. And I just give God all the credit and all the glory. And some of you are wondering, what is he talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah for those who may not know, I have just uh, been able to complete a, a doctorate program. Um, um, was able to defend it through God's grace. And um, they gave me the official word last week that I will be graduating at the National Cathedral. And so um, it's going to be just, just, just like I said, I just give God the credit. And, um, and one of the things that the Lord has just convicted with me with this degree, it's not about me, but it's simply to remind all of you here that we still serve a God that does miracles, that still wants to do awesome things in your life. I don't care if you're 90 years old or if you're five years old, that you have a purpose and a reason that you're in this world for. And all I can do is just tell you this out of my own life story is that um. I went in on uh, went in on Friday. Well, I guess it was Thursday, and it turned in some papers. And um, there's uh, seven different divisions within our um, within our uh, uh, doctoral program. There's leadership. There's different ones, and I'm part of a division called Story and Spirituality. Now, the professor, when he first spoke to us, he says, "There's out of a hundred of you here. This is our first. I mean, our first thing he ever said to me." Out of a hundred of you here, only 20 of you are going to graduate on time. And then he said something else that was even more shocking. He says, I'm talking about after you have completed all your work, after you've completed all your classes, only 20 of you will still graduate on time. And I remember our class, our little division, we were, there was 25 in our group, and we all looked and said, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're no well, we know our division is going to be the one that's going to have the 20 people in it because we're going to make sure that we all help each other out and we do this. Now, the majority of the people in my class uh, were from Yale, Harvard, Princeton. The list goes on and on. And, um, and so we're excited. We're going to do this together. Well, all I can do is tell you this, that when I went in to turn in my paper on Thursday... Out of the 25 in our class, and these are people we've been together for three and a half years, only three of us are left who will be graduating this week. All of my Harvard friends said we're going, we're going to have to do it next year. All of my Princeton friends, all of my Yale friends, and I'm one of the three that's left. And those who don't know the story, I suffer from dyslexia, one of the worst Learning disabilities, that, that fact, when they were testing me there, they weren't even sure that I would make it through the first semester there. And the Lord has just done a grace and just allowed me. And so I just said, God, every chance that I get, I will share with people his power. No matter where you are in life, you have to understand that God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for you. But we are the one who stops God's purpose, is that we say we can't and we can. It's impossible. It's hard. I believe this. I believe that. And the next thing you know, it's like a snowball going downhill. You start to believe it. So we just want to declare here today that there are some of you in this very room that if you were to allow the power of God to work, 
you are going to do some things that will blow your mind. I promise you. Trust him. Believe him. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer and we'll get started here today. Dear Lord, uh, once again, I thank you just for the opportunity to be with my friends and my family here. And I just ask in a very special way that as we take just a few moments here to, um, to just talk about you, that you will help us to not be the same people we were when we came through these doors. In your name we pray. Amen. As you know, we're part of a series here, and Pete started us off last week. Pete, what was your title? I'm sorry. God's dream for your life. And the title for the program of this one, is, the title is Living on the Edge is what we're talking about. That as a Christian, there comes a time where we have to be bold and start living on the edge. Pete's look at me and say, I'm going to get you back. You watch and see. I'll get. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But uh, uh, living on the edge is uh, what this is about. And I've had the oppor- I have the opportunity today uh, to talk a little bit about the subject of giving God your best. Now, what do we mean when we say giving God your best? Um, if I had more time, I would go into the story uh, of, you know, the, uh, um, the widow who gave her one penny compared to the Pharisees giving their thousands, how Jesus had said that, you know, what she has given has been so much greater than anyone in all of Israel. But the angle that I would choose to take this message from today is a story that you've heard many times. It's found in the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter three. And you've heard this many times, but the Lord just impressed upon my heart to just share a little bit from you here. Uh, Genesis chapter three. I may have given you, Anthony, the wrong verse there because that is not matching with mine. It's actually Genesis chapter four, Anthony. Uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 through 7. And let me just read this to you. I'm going to read from you in the message translation. And it says in Genesis chapter 4, verses uh, 3 to 7, Time passed, Cain brought an offering to God from the produce of his farm. Abel also brought an offering but from the firstborn animals of his herd, and it was choice meat. God liked Abel and his offering, but Cain and his offering didn't get his approval. Cain lost his temper and went into a sulk. God spoke to Cain, why this tantrum? Why are you sulking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, Sin is lying to wait for you, ready to pounce. It's out, uh, pounce it out of you, and you will give it to that master. In verse 8, Cain's words with his brother were out in a field. Cain came to Abel, his brother, and he killed him. Now, what's interesting in this passage is that they both were giving God something. So they both had the understanding that we should give God something. But they both did two separate things. Now, if I had more time, once again, I would go a little bit deeper in this for you. But basically what boiled down to is that Abel 
gave his best to God. He just said, Lord, I'm going to give you my best. And Cain did the exact opposite. He gave God his leftovers. And it's easy for us to look at that and to say, well, we would have done that or would have done this. But I think about us today. How many of us do we give our best to God? Now, when it comes to the Christian world, there are three things that we give. We don't give animals today, but there are three things that I believe that God wants from us as Christians. And that is our time, our treasure, and our talents. So when we evaluate our own self, and it's so funny because, because the hardest thing to give to God is our treasure. It is so hard. Many of us are worse than king when it comes to giving God our treasure. Because it's easy to give when God blesses you, you know. And that's the only way I can say is that I remember uh, um, how the Lord once he blessed me. I remember, I just remember this. I was just a struggling little military guy. And I prayed to the Lord for something. And the Lord gave me $10. This is the first time I really believed in giving back God 10% of what, you know, what he gives you. And so that was no problem. I have $10. He gave me above my paycheck. And how much do I give God? A dollar out of it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This works. And friends, I got blessed a little bit more. And next thing I know, it was $100. And I gave God how much? $10. And that was no problem. And then I got a tax return back. And I don't know what happened, but it was a lot more money. I'll just be honest. I don't know. I'm still worried they're going to audit to me from those days because somehow I ended up getting like $3,000 back. And then when it came to give God his part, I said, well, Lord, you know what I'll do? I'll give half of it. And then I'm going to find another good cause that I'm going to give another half of it to. And, you know, I never found that cause to this day. And can you just imagine the more we give? And I think sometimes the Lord, the Lord is working with us, that he's blessing you to see if you're going to be faithful to him. He says, all right, Danny, I'm going to give you this and I'm just going to, going to see what you're going to do with it. Or I'm going to give you this, Bruce, and I'm going to just distrust what you're going to do with it. And friends, I only can tell you that I'm definitely not perfect. And one of the things I, that when it comes to giving, I have to be honest, and I've shared this before. But I remember this one particular day when I was living on Bolin Air Force Base, is that I went into the credit union. And I went up to the counter, and, and this lady was there, and I could tell she was busy. It was a line of people. It was a Friday. I will never forget this as long as I'm li- I live. So I'm there at Boeing Air Force Base, and I at that credit union, and the lady, I, I was getting a withdrawal or something, and then I, I wanted to withdraw, then I wanted to give her more money, and then another withdrawal. And all I can tell you is that when I walked out of there, I started counting my money, and she had given me $120 extra. And I wish I could tell you that I went and gave it back to her. But I will tell you the truth. I went right over to our, our, our store, our military store, and I bought a $119 watch. The first time I've ever bought a watch for more than $100. And when it's so bad, it was $119. I had a dollar left. 
And I remember being so excited and I had to watch and everything was so good. And I was showing it to all my friends and everything. And then I was at a Bible study class and I had the nerve to be given a testimony of how the Lord had given me an extra $120 to buy a watch with. (laughs) And I should have known the way they were looking at me that something was wrong. (laughs) And I'm just, God has blessed me and that lady gave me that $120 and wow, look at this. And they're all just looking at me, shaking their head. And I'm teaching the class. <laughs> and so finally, one of them, I'll never get this. <laughs> this little girl, one of our, one of our ladies, she was, her name was Kathy. Kathy came up to me afterwards and says, Terry, I got to be honest with you that we were all shocked at you. I said, shocked? What are you talking about? The Lord just blessed me. And then she went on, and, and, and she was new in the Lord, but that lady just, just, she told me, she made me feel so guilty that I went back to the store that, <laughs> that Monday. I took the watch back, and I'll be honest, like I said, I wasn't happy about it, but I took the watch back. But I always, always remember that I had to make a decision. I just really said, Lord, you know, you just have to help me do the right thing. And sometimes we have to do that, because the human nature in us is that we can try to justify anything. And I just said, Lord, I got it. Just give me the strength to take this thing back. All I can tell you is I took it back and got the money back. And I didn't even have a dollar. I had to borrow a dollar from someone to make it 120. And then I took that back to the bank. And I will never get there a closing. There was was late in the afternoon because I had worked all day. And I had gone back to the little bank credit union. And there was a line of people. I just walked around the line and went to the cashier that um, I had given, uh, who had given me the extra money. And I said, here, ma'am, just let me take this. She made a mistake last Friday. And when I said that, she yelled, thank you, thank you, thank you. The place, they're all looking around, and she started literally jumping up and down. And she says, whoever her supervisor, I don't remember the name of her supervisor, but she yelled her name out, come here, come here, come here. And the supervisor came back, came over to us, and said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm horrified. People are thinking, I'm thinking I'm about to rob the bank or something. <laughs> and the supervisor took the money. She counted it. And then the lady walked from around the little booth thing there, came around and just gave me the biggest hug. She says, you're not going to believe this. She says, around six months ago, my husband left me. He just left me. I, to this day, I don't know where he's at. We're still trying to find him. And I have a little nine-month-old baby, and it's just the two of us. And people are saying, well, get child to... I, I mean, I don't even know where he's at right now. And I've been so tired because I'm trying to take care of the baby and drop it off. Every day, I've been losing money. She says, but finally, it came down the last Friday that they were convinced that I had been stealing money. And they said that unless I came up with that money by the end of this day, they would fire me and also press charges against me. And I walked in that place five till five and gave that money back. And let me tell you what our God did. Is that they were so impressed, the manager of the credit union, that I had given the money back. Because there was no trace of it, none whatsoever. That the manager had written our base commander and said that we couldn't believe in this day and age 
that a gentleman who had money, there has been no trace of it, that he brought it back. And we just want to just personally thank you for having guys of that caliber here. We had our next big meeting. The commander called me up front. He read the letter from the credit union. And then the commander said something. He said, this normally only happens during wartime. But I'm so impressed of what this young man has done that I'm going to promote him to sergeant on the spot. People look and they can't understand how in just two years was I a sergeant. I was step promoted. And when I got my very next paycheck, the Lord is my witness. I still have the stub to this day. The increase from airman first class to sergeant, $120 on the dot. I swear to you. And then every two weeks, it was $120 extra. And I just thought many times, what if I wasn't willing to just do my all for God? Friends, everything would have been completely different in my life. Yeah, that watch, that watch probably would have been broken by now or wherever it would have been. And that lady went on to become manager of that credit union. Right at Bowling Air Force Base. And so that's why I say when it comes to giving to God, friends, learn to give all of ourselves back to God. Give not only just our money, but give your witness to God. Give how you treat people to God. That there are some of us in this room here, we will be the only Bible that people will read, will be how we live. And that is the honest truth. And I'm not saying that to say that we have to be perfect all the time, because we're not. We're going to make mistakes. But the good news about Christians is that when we make mistakes, that we're big enough to say that we've made a mistake, we try to then make it right, and then we move forward. And that's what it's about. And so that's what I love about God. And if we had more time, we would read in the story there that even after Cain had made that mistake and had given up and said, no, God's going to do this, that God still said, Cain, I'm going to be with you. Read the story. And Cain was worried that people were going to kill him. And, and the Lord says, no, 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 Cain, I'm going to protect you. Yeah, there's going to be a consequence of what you're doing. But I'm going to protect you. And that's what I challenge you to do here today. Excuse me here. Just two things that we can learn from this story. The first thing is that Cain and Abel, what made the difference between the two of them? Is that Abel had an attitude of giving. It was his attitude. So all of us, we can give, but if we don't have the right attitude, that can kill your giving right there. Even if you have to say, Lord, just help me to be a cheerful giver. God will help you to to be able to do that. What else was pleasing to God about the story is that Abel was willing to give his best to God. Not leftovers, 
not after he did that and did this or whatever. He was willing to give his best to God. And the good thing about the stories I've already said is that even when Cain messed up, God still showed grace to him. Because that's the kind of God we serve. There are some of you here today that the Lord wants you to do more. It's not just about money. It's about time. There are many of us who are so busy and we know things are piled on. But friends, I'm here to tell you that you can even tithe your time to God. And said, Lord, you know what? I know it's crazy, but I'm going to go to a church on a Saturday night. And I know I could be at home doing a thousand things. But Lord, I'm going to make a sacrifice. And I'm going to come out because I know this is going to help me to have a better week. It's about giving our time. And finally, it's about giving our talent to God. One of the things I loved here today is that I got greeted when I walked in. Shauna, who else was with you? Who was greeting with you? Raina, when I walked in, oh, you were greeting too. Uh, when I walked in, that they're, they're, they're just a smile on their face, just saying, thank you for coming and here's a bulletin. When I look over at Ruthie, She's just sitting there faithfully. People come over to the table. I think of the praise singers. Anthony and Lloyd in the back and Kyle and the list goes on and on, the band. They've all realized that we can give at least something back, our talent to God. And if you're like me and you have no other talent but to simply smiling We have something that we can do, have you do here. You can smile at that door and just give them a bulletin. And there are many of you here who have been part of McGinty's. And you've been coming out and just just smiling, been nice to people. But friend, it's about just giving something back to God. So once again, I challenge you to give your time to God. Give your treasure to him. And give God your your talent. And I'm here to say that when you put all that together, you will be surprised at the blessing that he has in store for you. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.